You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with a good friend, Jeff Chance from Jeff Chance Custom Homes. Now let's talk about a custom home. You know, there's a lot that goes into building a new home from the ground up. Uh, but to build a brand new home that you know matches the look and the feel of, a, of an older neighborhood is a real gift that requires some homework. And that's what we're seeing right now in some of the older Charlotte neighborhoods like Enderley Park. Uh, and that's where our next guest on the Brand Builders Podcast is hard at work. Jeff Chance is a custom builder. And if you check out some of his work, uh, you won't know the difference between one of the homes he just built and some of the Queen City's most historic homes that have been beautifully restored Uh, And really, the best thing is they look authentic. And so we're going to learn a little bit more about his brand, the unique spin that he's taken on custom homes. And we're so excited to welcome Jeff to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. Thank you. And congratulations. I think... uh, I think you took the leap of faith into Jeff Chance Custom Homes uh, not long ago. And uh, so we're curious, like you've, you've been officially in the business for yourself, I think about a year, correct me if I'm wrong, but but you've been in the construction business for a lot longer than that. Can you give us a little history and, and what led you to, to kind of where you are today? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll be happy to. Um, and funny enough, today is like, kind of the one-year anniversary of full-on self-employment. Oh, we, we planned man. that. We planned that. And what, what a great yeah. year uh, that, <laughs> that we've all had. It's been really interesting with COVID and 2020 in general, you know? So welcome to the yeah. world of yeah, chaos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, congratulations. Um, yeah, so the, uh, yeah, so self-employed Jeff Chance Custom Homes fully for a year now. Um I was, I, I've been in the business, uh, home building for like 12, 13 years. Um, with a little break, I took kind of in the middle during that, uh, recession we had, uh, about a decade ago and, uh, was in the Navy for a few years, but all in all, um, you know, 12, 13 years in home building. And I started out literally, you know, sweeping job sites and picking up trash and, uh, just kind of learning from the bottom and, uh, bought a house in 2005 that I was I, I flipped kind of renovated and lived in myself not flipped it but um, then honestly guys like it just everything fell into place I ended up connecting with a friend of a friend and he said hey you know I'm looking to hire somebody to help me you know as a superintendent I said well dude I don't know how to be a superintendent he said ah, it's, it's fine uh, I'll teach you so um, ended up you know taking that on and worked with that that company for a few years and um ended up going to school at night for construction management um and you know it kind of seems like gosh here i am you know 12 13 years later now um so yeah done everything from uh you know small renovations bathroom upfits little things like that up to building 6000 square foot houses um for another you know local custom builder in charlotte um and so it's it's been a good run so far. Really enjoy it. Love love what we do. Awesome, man. Thank you for your service too, uh, with the Navy. Yeah. Uh what what did did you take any lessons from your uh your stint in the Navy that you apply now in your day to day business world? Um <laughs> 
You know, I probably absolutely did. Um, I think one thing that kind of sticks with me is when I went in, I, I kind of tried to be what we called a gray man, um, you know, kind of just blend into the herd. And my like drill instructors, they, they kind of quickly saw that I was not a gray man and they kept calling me out. And next thing I knew that, you know, I was in leadership position, um, of, of my boot camp class. And then it just kind of continued from there. Um, so I think one thing, what that means is that I had to kind of learn that it's okay to take a leadership position. It's okay to be a leader. Um, and you know, not everybody is cut out for it, but some people naturally are. And so I, I think accepting that responsibility, uh, that was, that was a big hurdle that I got over. Um, and then also the, another big thing is that I learned from the Navy is that I can operate on, you know, little to no sleep if I have to, um, <laughs> I know that feeling, you know, three or four hours a night and, and getting your teeth kicked in all day and drowning in the water, you know, and, and then doing extra PT, like you can keep going as long as you keep telling yourself to keep going. Um, so, so that's been a big, a big thing, um, to, to just kind of know that it's, it's mental. It's not just like, oh man, I'm really tired. I got to stop. I got to stop. No, I get, I need to get to sleep now. Now it's no, no, I'll stop when I'm done. I'll stop when I'm, you know, I've completed the task. Um, so yeah, those two things, I think leadership and, uh, just, just kind of like continuing to drive, drive through the big exhaustion or the fatigue or the, you know, the, 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 emotion, whatever is going on. Yeah. That's a good mindset. I learned that when I had kids and it was, uh, I tell people all the time, <laughs> it's like, you don't realize that you really don't need that much sleep. I think before I had kids, it was like seven hours or like, I was just grumpy. I'm sure Scott can attest to this. Now it's like, if I can get a couple together lumped in, you know, it all works out. Um, so that is very interesting. And it definitely is a mental game. Now I want to jump into you know, what differentiates you from, from different, you know, home builders. There's a lot of uh, custom home builders out there. There's a lot of them that do a great job. There's probably a lot of them that don't do a good job. And you probably learn from mistakes of others, learn from mistakes that, that you, that you've made yourself. But one of the cool things that you've been able to do is really help develop custom homes that kind of fit the neighborhood, you know? And when you look at the outside of a house, it might look like it's a 1920 style house in Enderley Park. But then when you walk in, it still has that kind of vibe, but it's all brand new. You have amazing showers and custom closets and an amazing open kitchen. And it just kind of just has that warm and cozy feeling. What made you not only kind of develop that type of, of custom home experience, but is that something that, that you you're, you pride yourself in to be able to kind of keep the integrity of a neighborhood? And it's, I mean, look at, look at South End in Charlotte, right? You can't even recognize it compared to what it looked like eight, nine years ago. And now it's just high rises and it's kind of lost a little bit of its uniqueness, I would say. Um, I'd love to learn about, you know, your type of process and that, and what made you think of like, Hey, this could be a pretty cool, you know, niche thing that we do while also still keeping the integrity of neighborhoods that you, uh, that you develop new homes in. Yeah. Um, that's a interesting question. I, I definitely appreciate you asking it. Um, I think I've been blessed with good leadership, good experience, like good, good people to learn from. Um, you know, I don't think I, I had anybody teaching me that was bad at what they do. So I think I'm, I'm lucky there. Um, 
then it really just comes down to like in my neighborhood where I live, Biddleville, Smallwood, you know, we, we kind of did that. Um, and I worked for a builder here in the neighborhood. And I mean, walking out my front door, I can see, you know, every house in view we built and they, they all kind of fit, even if they look different, they still, you can see a lot of matching little details or you can say, Hey, is that, I wonder if that's the same builder. Well, yeah, it, it probably was. Um, but one of the big things was we wanted to keep things as, as one of my mentors would say, period appropriate, always try to keep it period appropriate. And so we're doing that. And then next thing, you know, somebody has come in and built a house, you know, two blocks away that looks like it belongs in steel Creek, which no offense to steel Creek, but it's just, it's a different style. Right. So we really found, gosh, man, we, if we can do this and really, you know, hit the nail on the head with, with these designs, it will, it will kind of speak not just to the new people coming in the neighborhood, but also the existing folks that have lived here for 10, 20, 40, 50 years, which we've, we've spoke with those people and they've, you know, shown their appreciation for not coming in and building something that doesn't match or something that's oversized. Um, you know, so we're, we're trying to keep the square footage and all that stuff into a reasonable level um, instead of going, you know, and building a 4,000 square foot house beside a 1,500 square foot house, we do a 2,000 square foot, you know, so, so it matches. So it's not overpowering anything. Um, I think a, it's taken a lot of studying, a lot of researching and traveling to other cities, other towns and seeing what um, some of the historic homes look like because Charlotte doesn't really have that great of a um, re- remaining historic infrastructure, if you will. We tear um, everything down. Whereas you, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we do. We, we do. <laughs> and yeah. And so there, there's a few neighborhoods, but it's not like when you, you, you find yourself in, you know, some kind of random small town, North Carolina, and you see, oh my goodness, that's the be- most beautiful block of homes I've ever seen. And that that's the kind of stuff we want to model our homes after. Um, I mean, we've gone up into the Northeast, we've gone out to the Pacific Northwest, um, gone down into, you know, low country, South Carolina, looking and studying homes and, and kind of trying to figure out some of the architectural details. Like it matters if you've got uh, gable brackets on a roof it matters if you have, you know, a, a two inch projection of the bracket from the from the rafter or if you have a 10 inch like those details really add up. And it's this it's the kind of stuff that nobody can ever put their finger on exactly. But they just look at the house and say, wow, that house looks good. They don't know what all the details are because they see more so from a macro perspective. Um, while, uh, you know, all the, the whole time during construction we're simultaneously looking at things from a micro and a macro. So I, I think that's a big, big part of it is just all the extra effort we put into it. That's really interesting. Are there any incentives from the city level or the county level or government to, to incentivize you to do that in a neighborhood? Or is this just by choice no. and your vision of, of where you want your company to go? Yeah, it's just by choice. Um, I just... <laughs> I, I see the other houses and it, it kind of makes me cry. makes me cringe. Um, when I see stuff that like the little details, they just aren't right. 
Um, and I'm not saying we're perfect, but you know, I know that we try really hard. Um, but no, it, it's all just about how we want our company to be perceived um, as, you know, very high attention to detail, very high quality, very conscientious approach to the design. We want our homes to make people stop as they drive by, put the car in reverse and go look at it again. Very cool. So basically, you don't want to design a home like Ideal Way here in Charlotte, which uh, I think is just people <laughs> from New York that have moved down here and said, how big's the lot? All right, perfect. Put that a foot foundation, a foot from it so I can borrow toothpaste from my neighbor when I need to through the second story window. Because it's unbelievable how close these they're building like little micro mansions and they're taking up the entire lot. And it's like. I guess if you grew up in a city and you were living in a little apartment and now a million dollars can get you that, that's what they're doing. But I just, I don't know. I live on an acre and I love having some nature around me. Let me put it that way. Um, so I, I love what you're doing. If you guys get an opportunity, you got to go check out the gallery at, uh, at Jeff Chance um, at Custom Homes. It's, it's incredible. You'll see what he means by not building an over, an over like kind of encompassing house or over powerful house next to a house that maybe has been there for 30 or 40 years. It just fits the neighborhood. And I think that's, that's fantastic. You don't want to be the neighbor that comes into a new neighborhood and messes everything up and puts some big micro mansion that everybody's going to hate you. So uh, I think Jeff's onto something here. Let's talk um, a little bit about not only those type of styles, but what do you what do, what is your kind of your niche? Like, what do you say from your design standpoint would be things that you enjoy? But really, where do you see the styles of custom homes going in the next couple of years? Um, the stuff that we enjoy is kind of like what we do our our kind of niche product. Um, like the the homes out of the Sears Robot catalogs, you know back back in the forties and fifties, you could order a house out of a catalog. Um, and those houses had the detail, they had the architectural design, correct. Um, and so that's what we're trying to match. And then we even go back to Roman times and look at the ways that sizes go together with each other. Um, you know, like if you go to the Coliseum, like they, their post and beam, like the column and, and the structural, like the ceiling, they had those sizes dialed in perfectly so that we, like we study those ratios um, to make sure that, that we're not oversizing or undersizing anything, trying to make sure that things fit. Um, so th that's, you know, our niche is definitely that kind of craftsman or bungalow style house. Um, but, you know, we got to step out there and challenge ourselves. Sometimes we've got a, a modern house that, that we have under construction right now. Um, and it's, we like to call it a very tastefully designed modern, um, definitely seen a lot more modern houses popping up in the kind of inner city neighborhoods. Um, you know, like ideal way where there's like a steel Creek house and then a craftsman and then a modern. So there, there's a big mix over there. Um, but what we've done is determined that you can kind of tastefully design a modern house and maybe put it in a, in a neighborhood with mid-century modern houses that are 50 years old, it fits there. Um, so I've definitely seen a lot of modern coming up, but I really, the biggest feedback, the best feedback I get is on the craftsman and bungalow stuff. It, it's for some reason, people just seem to love these houses. Uh, I've built, like I said, you know, big five and 6,000, 4,000 square foot, just beautiful kind of like European modern style houses. 
and my on my Instagram feed, I got more likes on a you know two thousand square foot bungalow than I did on a four thousand square foot European with a a pool. Um, and it I don't know if it's because it seems more attainable to more people or if it's just it's just kind of it's got more cuteness to it that people like. So I kind of feel like I'm still seeing the kind of the future of design right now as just craftsman bungalow being extremely popular. Yeah. I used to live in a, in a bungalow, right. in um, uh, it was actually right off, it was off ideal way, but uh, Winthrop and Magnolia, we had a, a big, huge front porch and I absolutely loved it. Um, it was one of the, the coolest things that me and my wife got to experience. We actually got engaged at that house, uh, but we don't have any more, so we need to get another one. So I might have to call you in the future, but um, there's something about that. And I, yeah. I, I think people are starting to realize that you don't need a 4,000 square foot house. Like I don't want to lose my family in my house. Like I would rather actually get to know them and, and then you're not spending a ton of money where maybe you have a budget of 700, 800,000 and you can spend 500 and you can take the rest and you can invest it or you can go create experiences for you and your family. It doesn't all have to go into let me get the biggest at the, at the, the height of my budget. You can still have everything that you want for less. And I think you're kind of opening that door, which is fantastic especially to people that might not even think they can afford a custom home and you can get something that's super unique uh, that's built directly for you for for a I don't want to say a margin of the cost but for for something that can be more affordable for more people so that's pretty sweet so tell us about your your yeah. company um, right now you know going through covid um, you know you still see especially in Charlotte there's houses that are going up everywhere how has it affected your business how have you had to, to kind of change things? And, uh, and what do you see for the future of, of, uh, of, of Jeff Chance custom homes? Um, I'll touch on the COVID thing first. You know, I, I think Charlotte is, is kind of been in somewhat of a protected bubble. And I, I saw this happen, um, during the recession in like, you know, 08, 09, where we were kind of protected because people were still moving here from other places. Um, so that, I, I think that we, in, in the business, in home building, construction, I mean, in a lot of other parts of Charlotte, businesses of Charlotte, we're very lucky to be where we are. Um, so that is definitely a big factor. You know, I, I can't say that if I lived in another city that we would have, you know, experienced the same level of success in, you know, in year one as we have. Um, I'm just grateful that I am where I am. <laughs> um, so we have definitely experienced some supply chain issues, um, you know, tough to get certain materials um, from the manufacturers because they, they're making, you know, 20% of normal capacity, but yet home building, especially in Charlotte, hasn't slowed down at all like they expected it would. So it, it's been pretty tough. Um, so it's very much, I think, those the relationships that everybody talks about, you know, Everybody says their business is a relationship business. Well, it's true. Relationships are, are definitely key to all of our success. So those relationships have really been important to, to get material on a job site. You know, I feel like the, the suppliers and the reps, they'd, they'd kind of end up rather helping out the, the person that they like rather than the person that they don't like when it, you know, comes down to it. Makes it a, an easy decision for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that, that's been interesting this year. Um, you know, like my, uh, my appliance distributor said, you know, I hope that we get this refrigerator in on time because 
there's not another shipment coming for a month. Um, and if, the, you know, if one's damaged, like in transit, then we're, we're kind of out of luck. Um, so, you know, just juggling those things has been interesting. Um, but I, I think we're kind of probably, you know, heading to heading in the right direction to getting all this stuff fixed and back on track. So I'm, I'm optimistic there. Um, what, what was the other part of your question you said, uh, just the future of, of, of where you see custom homes. And I kind of want to throw it into, you know, if there were people listening kind of, obviously you can talk a little bit about the business, but I want to know like, what, what is, what does a timetable look like? Give us kind of from, from concept to completion. If there are people out there that are interested in a custom home, what do they need to know? Cause I honestly don't know if I were to call you today and say, Hey, I'm interested how long it takes and what that process actually looks like. Sure. So there's a, you know, a couple different approaches in the business. We've got like, and I'll just kind of go with simple terms, um, a spec home where, you know, a builder owns the the property and the structure and they're, we're building it to sell at completion. Um, and sometimes they sell before completion, but we, we still would call that a spec home. Um, then there's like a, a, a semi custom approach where maybe still I own the land, but, uh, a buyer comes in and says, Hey, you know, I want to build or go ahead and buy or put deposit on and contract for that house. Um, and can I customize a few things? You know, can I pick the, the countertops and can I pick the, the floor stain colors and so on and so forth? Um, and then there's the full custom where kind of this is just one approach is where customer comes to me and says, Hey, you know, we're looking at a piece of land. We want you to build on it. And can we design, you know, design a house together. So, and so they would be the owner of the property. They would, you know, finance the, or fund the construction cost. And, um, I would just get paid through a, a construction fee, uh, not necessarily on the, at the end when the property is sold. Um, so those are kind of the, the spec, semi-custom and then full custom, just a quick, simple breakdown there. Um, so for like the full custom timeline, um, you know, come start the conversation. You can typically design a new plan. You need to give it two months, um, with, with revisions and, you know, maybe that can be six weeks, but it might be, it it can be much more than that. It kind of depends on how much the cut, the, how quickly the customer wants to go through it. Um, so give it somewhere around two months, give or take a few weeks. Um, then once we get that design, then we do the, the, the like the architectural part, the floor plans, the exterior. Um, th- then we go to the, the structural, um, which is not as exciting for most people, but, um, it's exciting for people like me. Um, so after structural, then we get like a, a fully designed working set of blueprints that we then go to the county and apply for a building permit with. Um, and kind of through that process, lining up financing, funding, however the, you know, folks are going about it. Some people paying cash, no problem. You know, just make sure it's ready. Um, but if you, you know, the more conventional way is to get a construction loan from a bank. Um, so they're going to want, the bank is going to want specifications, size, floor plans, you know, some information about the builder to make sure they're legitimate and in good standing with creditors and whatnot. Um, so we've got about three months 
ish right now that we're we're working with kind of getting started and then once you get a permit uh approved and issued um you you know start work um depending on the size of the house and the details anywhere from 5 to 12 months and that 12 months would be a slow one that a, a slow build that had a lot of maybe holdups due to weather or design questions or um, confusion. Because uh, a lot of times this can be overwhelming for somebody who's never gone through it before. Um, you know, when, when people are told, hey, go pick your paint color, and they say, well, I want white. And we say, well, there's a hundred different white paint colors. Um, it can be overwhelming. You know, if, so that's where we come in and try to help and narrow things down and really kind of help educate people early on and and show them all those like doorknobs did you ever think you would have to pick a doorknob well it matters because there's a thousand different doorknobs to choose from um but so all in though time wise you can you can have it all done from start to finish in eight months you can have it that that'd be design and build or you can drag that out and take it to 12 or more it just kind of depends on the the pace at which you want to move and the level of organization and preparation that goes into it. So you, um, if you go onto your website, you talks about, you know, available homes and land and all the ones that I see are sold, which is great for you. Uh, what does it look like right now? Yeah. As far as the, the workflow, are you, do you have a lot of people that are reaching out and looking for custom homes and, and what is that looking, looking like for you specifically in this market? Yeah, we do. We've definitely had a bunch of people reaching out. Um, and believe it or not, uh, a lot of our sales have come from Instagram. Um, so that's pretty interesting because when you've got somebody like me making Instagram posts and you wouldn't really expect any kind of success to come from it, but, um, somehow we have. So, uh, it, it's been cool, but yeah, so the, and you got to forgive me, young business, the website is actually being rebuilt. I feel like every new business says that, you know, website under construction. But um, so, yeah, available homes in the land. We actually have pre-sold every house that we've done so far. Um, so we haven't wow. had any that actually have gone to market and been for sale and available. Um, so uh, that's, that's awesome. pretty cool. Very <laughs> yeah. cool. Um yeah, so there's a couple available items, uh, properties not listed on the website because they're very early, not not really, you know, don't have enough information together yet to really uh, publicize or promote them. Um, there's then we've got we've got maybe one house that's actually not spoken for, but I again I haven't really like done any marketing for it, so. Um, the, but the people coming, coming around, it's still, it's crazy. It's especially in, in the year of the Corona is that, you know, everybody thought that we were going to shut down, but turns out housing has been kind of one of the bright spots in the economy throughout the year, even when other, other markets have, have waned. Um, it, it, it honestly, it's kind of like we have more work than we can really keep up with. Um, I've hired an office manager. We've got a full-time designer and we've got a full-time superintendent and like kind of on the cusp of ready to hire a second full-time superintendent. 
awesome. so things are crazy. I mean, th- it's just, I, I, again, I say, I think we're just lucky to be in Charlotte. Um, lucky to be in America. hundred percent. Amen to that. Are you, uh, how are you gauging? I'm just curious, the conversation with lumber prices I've heard over and over again there and correct me if I'm wrong, but 30 to 40% up, uh, at the moment. And as you said, like supply chain's a little difficult. Um, how do you set expectations on that with your clients? Uh, especially if a contract already says one thing and <laughs> now we're here and, uh, I, you know, I, I can't imagine a builder possibly being able to, uh, absorb those, uh, additional costs, you know? Yeah, that's really tough. That's a, <laughs> um, and 30 to four, thir- I, I wish it was only 30 to 40%. Um, oh, more. I have experienced. Yeah, I've yeah, it it's been it's been pretty bad. So, and and it happened really quick. We we saw like a little bit of an increase kind of like May and June and then July it just literally it's like it decided to just climb to Mount Everest. Um and so we hit an all-time high uh and the way they do the composite index it's like $900 it was over $900 when just back in like April, we were at $300. So it like tripled. Um, so that's been, that's been tough. So there's definitely areas that, you know, you can't, you know, everybody talks about in construction, cutting corners, cutting corners. I don't want to build it that cuts corners. Well, so you don't want to ever cut corners or I don't, at least I do try to do what we call value engineering and be wise about the design, be wise about how, how we design things and where we put things so that if there's an opportunity on a, you know, just a run of a wall to use five less wall studs, then let's do that. Right. And how, how do we get there? Well, let's, let's use a thicker stud at six inches. So a two by six instead of a two by four. Um, but we can space those studs further apart instead of 16 inches. We put them 24 inches apart from each other because they're inherently stronger being it thing as though they're bigger. Um, so some people say, no, 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 it's more expensive. Well, when you look at the total cost, it, it is a little bit less expensive because overall we're using less lumber. We're overall using less wood. So we're impacting the environment less and, and we're actually able, able to perform the construction for a little bit less. And the great thing about it is we're actually putting up a better product that way. Um, not only are we using less lumber, but we're also able to get thicker insulation in the walls. So mm-hmm. the house is now more energy efficient and it's quieter inside. So that's definitely always a good thing. But man, yeah, the labor, uh, the, sorry, the lumber costs that have gone up, it's been... <laughs> It's been difficult, but we're navigating and, and looking like we've got brighter days ahead on that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. That's well, crazy. I would, I could imagine yeah. that might hinder someone's choice to build now or build later. Um, you know, and it's, it's always a good thing to go ahead and get it going now, right? Like we all want now, <laughs> especially in business. If we don't have that, yeah. now, we might not be around later, you know? So um, anyway. Right. And I've told yeah. some folks recently, I, I've, I've told folks, Hey, look, your project, you know, it would be, you know, in normal circumstances, it'd be X amount, but right now it's X times 1.5. And they're like, well, why, why did you raise your price? No, no guys, I'm not raising my price, but I cannot supply the lumber to the house for that amount of money. Like, so right. we, we have to, 
we, we have to adjust the cost or we need to wait. So if you're okay with waiting, let's wait. And so some people have said, okay, let's wait. And then others have said, you know what, let's just kind of keep plowing ahead and hope that by the time we get ready to actually bring lumber to the job site, maybe prices have come back down. And if not, then we'll reassess at that time. Like, you know, so that's fair. We'll, we'll do that. Sure. Absolutely. What an interesting yeah. time. That's all I can say. Wow. Well, yeah. it's, it's good. It's fantastic to be busy. It's been really interesting to see how different markets and different products and services have been affected. Um, and you have your challenges as well, even though it, you're in a great market. I mean, with lumber costs and supply chain, you can't get projects done until you have the product to do it. So, um, you know, it's, it's just really interesting. Hopefully we all get past this sooner rather than later, you know? Um, but yeah. Yeah. And so Jeff, I've been actually checking out the Instagram. It's, it's amazing. Uh, what you put out there. I think everybody should, should go do that. It's JC underscore builds, uh, check out the website. I know you are uh, in the process of, of redoing that, but check out what he does. It's pretty awesome. Um, the, the houses you've built are, are amazing. And in one you know short year, you've put some really cool stuff and really helped out the city, honestly, I think in, in developing houses that really fit the neighborhood, but also, you know, have that kind of unique and new touch to it. So, uh, cheers to that. Uh, if you are listening, please like share, follow, go check them out. Uh, Jeff chance at Jeff chance, custom homes. And again, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us on the, uh, on the brand builders podcast. Absolutely guys. Thanks for having me. And, uh, glad to be, you know, working with you guys, not just on the podcast, but you know, in business as well. Love working with you guys and, uh, look forward to continuing and maybe seeing you again on here. Absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate you, buddy. Awesome. Thanks, right. brother. Have a great weekend. Yep. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.